Hey, it's Natasha. And Khalil. We are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 86th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we're talking all about whether there's an afterlife. But before we dive deep into that subject, we have a couple of questions to ask you. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, your email, any of the methods that I mentioned, you will be able to find on WokenFree.com. So please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe away. Next, have you shared an episode with friends or family? If not, please, please, please share this episode. And that would be a heavenly gift to us. And we would greatly appreciate it. Next, have you hollered at us on social media? If you're interested in talking to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube, you can easily find us at Woken Free. And then lastly, have you reviewed the show? We'd greatly appreciate your reviews of the show on any of the platforms we're on, like iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or any of the other platforms you'll find at WokenFree.com. Each week, we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week, we shared which is the superior gluten-free breakfast car, pancakes, or waffles. This week, we're sharing how do you take your coffee? So I'm not like a traditional coffee drinker. I usually, like when people offer me cups of coffee, I say, I don't drink coffee. But I do drink Starbucks coffee, Frappuccinos, and any of their like specialty crazy drinks that they come out with. So uh, I guess that's how I take my coffee, uh, Starbucks style. How about you? So you just take it very sweet then? Like diabetes style, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have to say that I despise coffee, so I don't take the coffee is what I do. Uh, I don't even have it. I can't. I just don't like the flavor of except it. Except for your vanilla bean frap that you But that's not really drink. coffee though, right? That's just cream. I believe there's still caffeine in that, but hey. No, are there, act- <laughs> are there actually coffee beans made Yeah, it's vanilla that? bean. Frappuccino. Yeah, see, vanilla bean is like vanilla bean ice cream. I mean, yeah, I love vanilla bean ice cream, but that's not coffee ice Take cream. Take it up with Starbucks. And I like coffee cakes for the record, but coffee, mm, I coffee just have to say good. no. I mean, I would have to have it super sweet because I, I would have to mask the whole flavor of the coffee. So I, I'm definitely not a coffee drinker. I don't like that flavor. Never have, never will. Just never caught on. Gotcha. I know some people love their Java, but that's not for me. Yeah, more of a tea drinker. Yeah, so I take mine, not take mine. I guess I don't take my coffee. <laughs> non grata. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I just don't take it. Gotcha. Now I guess we can get on with the episode then. Indeed. Well, what does afterlife mean? So I found several articles, and again, if you're new to the Woken Free platform, all of our articles that we share in our episode, you'll find at WokenFree.com, and I'd like to start the conversation off talking with, uh, talking about HistoryExtra.com. So there's an interesting quote that I found there. It says, our imaginations about the afterlife, both after death and after the end of history, are a testimony to the hope that many have had, and still do, for an extension of life beyond the grave. They speak to the desire for light beyond the darkness of death, for ultimate goodness beyond present evils, and for final justice over earthly inequities. 
they give voice to the faith that the drama of history and the minor role that each of us has played in it has an ultimate meaning and purpose, one that is discernible from the vistas of eternity, if not from present perspective. So I thought that was just like wow, a very a beautiful <laughs> kind of montage of, I think, a lot that goes on with the concept of afterlife. But there's plenty more to discuss, actually, in this Time article where... Andrew Newberg, who's a neuroscientist and a professor at Thomas Jefferson University and Hospital, at, at least at the time of this article, has made his reputation really studying the brain scans of religious people, nuns and monks, who have ecstatic uh, experiences as they meditate. And then he believes that the tunnel and the light that uh, so frequently is described can be easily explained. As your eyesight fades, you lose the peripheral areas first, he points out, and that's why you have a tunnel sensation. If you see a bright light, that could be the central part of the visual system shutting down last. Newberg puts forward uh, a couple of scenarios in the article. Uh, essentially, he he in this Time article, he's explaining scientifically the unlikeliness of, uh, of essentially human beings going from this transition of a human existence into some other type of existence, even though people over and over and over again, uh, attribute, you know, these phenomenons of feeling like they're on the other side and all of these things. And so you can totally read it at wokenfree.com. But uh, additionally, I would like to share that in that article, Emily Williams Kelly, who's a psychologist who works at the University of Virginia's Division of Perceptual Su Studies, argues that upon death, people really go to another uh, realm and that science can prove it. She says that in, in essence, she believes that we need to open up our minds and think that there is, there may be a great deal more to mind and consciousness. That's uh, as far as she's willing to go essentially for talking about this concept of another existence outside of the physical death of human beings. And my personal add to that would be, I just think that more studies just need to be done. I just think that the human human conception of what life is and what death is is a conception and a construct and I just think that maybe you know it depends I guess kind of like other conversations we've had right like it depends on how you define alive it depends on how you find dead and is it possible to kind of be outside of the normal constructs of what what those terms mean i possibly it's well, just more I mean, studies come on death yeah. we're gonna say death is when your brain has zero activity and your heart has stopped beating for how long for more than three days because no one's okay. ever had that that okay. long but see They've but see how hours at a time people have died for minutes and hours but, and, and a day it has come back so yeah it's just it's 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 tricky it's a little yeah, bit let's interesting extend it and to sticky. when that body stops yeah, like, moving <laughs> i would <laughs> like, say yeah like if you're like really, five days then I mean, yeah when the whole activity is stopped and you yeah, can't bring no them back machines attached to you and you're we're just gonna say gone. at that point you're dead when we can't revive you i would say you're dead at that point like when we literally can't revive you no matter how hard we try which yeah. is kind of funny because it, it then begs the question could a future science bring people back to life after all that <laughs> i mean because if that happened then i think some people would be upset with that 
Because what that would that could disprove the afterlife in some case. So I'm rewatching Fringe, so like my mind is <laughs> to totally start pumping open. blood back into somebody, yeah, and their my, brain starts activating. My mind is open to all sorts of possibilities at this moment, but I think generally speaking, I agree with Emily Williams Kelly in the sense that like I just think that human beings we sometimes get too rigid as to how we define things and and how we look at things, and and it's because it's it's scary that concept of like what if. What if you are living past this life and what does that mean? And what's the religious context of that? What is the moral context of that? Right. Well, what's so, the life con- t- context of that? What does it mean to mm-hmm. truly live? If Let's say if there is an afterlife, then is that the real life and this is the fake life? Or are they both actually just I lives? I those would be different <laughs> lives. Yeah, just alternate living. Yeah. So Which is the real life? I mean, you're saying that's the afterlife. What if that's the first life and this is the pre-life? I mean, then you have to redefine what is... Well, after implies something comes after something else. So if you are alive as a human, that would be your first life and then something else. But what if it's not really a true life? What if this was the death? What if we had it wrong? Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. What if death is actually the actual living of the person? What if this is just like a pre thing you do like preschool kind of i mean it's, it's kind of like life but it's not it really life it's teaser. a pre-life yeah, it <laughs> this is pre-life this prepares you for what life really truly is and that only happens after death i mean so you could go into that anything is possible but instead we're gonna you know i like to go by the definitions unlike somebody else i know i mm-hmm. like to refer to merriam webster which has two definitions written for by afterlife. human beings yep. yes mm-hmm. but that's what we're going on the context of is under the human here. construct. Yes. Yeah. Under our human construct. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's the, the definitive <laughs> definition. It means it's a don't definition provided by human no, beings on this here. planet Please don't at try this me. time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please don't try me with the, how it's we can interpret. It's one form of an interpretation. Sure. All right. We're, I'm going to get to it. Mm-hmm. So their first definition is that it's a later period of one's life. Mm-hmm. And their second definition is unending existence after death which is i think people like to think of afterlife as that they like to think of it as something that goes on forever and ever and ever but the afterlife might have an ending too very interesting (laughs) that i mean i just added that in on my own but that that second definition i know many people like universally would agree on that's what an afterlife is when they think of that yeah, I just, like I said, I just think that we, this is, this is woke and free guys, right? And so if you're really trying to be woke and free, then you need to, you need to question, right? All things that you know as facts, all things that you know as truths, and really start to dive deep and say, is that truly definitive? Is that truly a fact? Or can it be seen another way? I think that that, that's the essence of being woke and free. So loving the conversation, which me, leads me to say, Ultimately, what is the answer? Is there an afterlife? I didn't actually find like a lot of research conducted, at least scientifically, around mm-hmm. discovering if it exists. But I did find the science.howstuffsworks.com article, and it provides some interesting information about NDEs or near-death experiences and OBEs or out-of-body experiences. So when it was talking about the NDEs, it said that that might be a direct result of REM, which is rapid eye movement we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. Intrusion, where a person a, pers- a person's mind can wake up before the body, and then hallucinations can actually occur. So that that was one of their explanations for these near death experiences. They're just it's a part of like REM, and you're actually people are hallucinating. They're not actually experiencing the afterlife, and then. 
Another thing I mentioned was that OBEs may be controlled by a part of the temporal parietal junction, as shown by some experiments. And the the only one thing issue they had is I think there was a case where a woman actually did she experienced both of these she had a near-death experience and an out-of-body experience but according to the article she was actually brain dead at the time so it was kind of it's it was like how is she able to go through these experiences but her brain wasn't actually active so even though science kind of explains those experiences it doesn't explain it in every case where people have these experiences so at this point, I don't know if we can actually say with certainty that there isn't an afterlife and that we have proof against it. There's nothing to the contrary. Mm. So it's interesting. I I usually go around saying in life, the only certainty that you have is that you will die. But, you know, even after this conversation, I, I don't know if I can actually say that because, you know, to, to define death and to define to say, you know, is it even clear a hundred percent in in the views or the scope of human beings that there's nothing after death isn't necessarily clear. Uh, and I completely agree with you that I didn't find necessarily a lot of research. I find a lot of faith-based information, but I mean, oh yeah, there's a lot. There is, I mean, in this article on independent.co, so Professor Robert Lanza says, you know, the answer essentially lies in quantum physics, specifically the theory of biocentrism. And the scientist from Wake Forest University School of Medicine in North Carolina says the evidence lies in the idea that the concept of death is a mere figment of our consciousness. He explains that uh, that the universe only exists because of an individual's consciousness of it. Essentially, life and biology are central to reality, which in turn creates the universe. The universe itself does not create life. The same applies to the concept of space and time. And Professor Lanza describes as simply tools of the mind. So in terms of the specific effects of life after death, Professor Lanza explains that when we die, our life becomes a perennial flower that returns to bloom in the multiverse. And then he adds that, like, life is an adventure that transcends our ordinary linear way of thinking. When we die, we do so not in the random billiard ball matrix, but in the inescapable life matrix. So, beautifully stated. I mean, uh, (laughs) is he just saying that your ashes go into a tree and you're a tree now? I mean, that's what it seems like he's arguing. You know that movie that you and I didn't like? Uh, It had, oh gosh, it was like the tree or something. Yeah, not that life thing. Yeah, that life, oh man. Tree of life. Yeah, that movie was ludicrous. Uh, (laughs) But it, I think what, again, it's just, I think the issue is, you know, we could sit here and hypothesize and we can, you know, say this is, you know, unlikely or this is unlikely, but I, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever have an answer to the question. I think, you know, there there's arguments for in our afterlife that I think support probably re- faith-based or religious-based people. I think science-based people are more likely to say no. But, you know, until you're proven wrong, science has, you know, has its limits, right? So it's just, I think it's this murky gray area, which is interesting and kind of frightening. Mm. Yeah, but... It all comes down to the billiard ball matrix, I guess. I know, the billiard <laughs> ball matrix. Take that That's for... That's exactly what I think of when I'm playing pool. Amazing. The matrix of the ball setup, yeah. If each ball is a universe and you're <laughs> okay. hitting it, wow, what is those holes that it goes into? What's the deeper meaning of that? Now, why would people want an afterlife to exist? 
So as loosely mentioned before, you know, when it comes to faith-based or Christianity-based uh, or any of the faith uh, practices in this universe or in this planet, on this planet, I think there's consequences or uh, certain con constructs that go along with the idea of believing in God and hell and heaven and all of that. And according to NBC News, fewer Americans actually say they believe in God or pray regularly, yet more people do believe in an afterlife nonetheless, uh, according to a new study. And you can find all links at WokenFree.com. And then and, and I love that AARP had an article that essentially included this, the following phrase, Americans see life after death as a very dynamic thing, says Barnard College Siegel. You don't really hear about angels and wings sitting on clouds playing melodies. A lot believe there will be sex in the afterlife, that it'll be more <laughs> pleasurable, less dangerous, and it won't be physical, but spiritual. They talk about humor in the afterlife, continuing education, unifying <laughs> families like a retirement with no financial needs. So it's interesting. I think what? people, I think the reason why people want, crazy. yeah, that people want an afterlife is because I think they feel like the, the, the human existence is not enough time to do everything they want. So, you know, it, it's not enough time to have all the sex you want. So maybe you'll have amazing but they, but sex. It's, but it's funny because they yeah. want to pull some of the human experiences into, into that yeah, afterlife. But they like, want to leave yeah. behind others. They're like, we want to yeah, leave behind yeah. that danger, yeah, but yeah. we want to only pull out the good parts. It's only like, yeah, it's the good manifestation it's, of life. It's kind of right? like the so. afterlife supposed to be like a perfection kind yes. of. Yes, well, it's kind of like the good life, the show. It's like something like yeah, that where people... people that it's like a, per a perfect place, yes. the utopia. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. what they're imagining. Where it's, it as. you know, you're only the family members you love are there forever, smiling, holding you. Your your significant others are there. Yeah, you're riding motorcycles and bikes, and you have endless money and endless ice cream. And it's I just think that people want the best of life after life, and I think that that's why they they want an afterlife. They want this idea of eternal goodness because also for those who suffer greatly in this world <laughs> it, as human beings wouldn't it be nice to think that even if you had a really rotten life that there's hope that yeah it gives you, you all could hope. you could die and 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 kind of end your suffering and and live in eternal bliss i think that that it's hope i think it provides a sense of comfort i think uh the idea of you know the i always say that you 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 were born alone and you die alone no matter what and i think that sometimes that scares people so what if you knew yes you're gonna die but you're gonna go and be with your loved ones it's less scary it's yeah, less it's scary to die right? yeah <laughs> i guess that's why some people definitely would go. It's a it. it's an infantile approach to dealing with reality, I think. <laughs> but it's uh it's one way to look at the box. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. What do you think? I think it's a way for people to deal with the possibility that after this life on Earth, they will not exist because mm. people don't they they can't. I think a lot of people couldn't stand the fact that they did all these things on Earth and then. After that, that's it. You know, I'm gone. I'm dust. There's no more me. Yeah. My consciousness is all gone. It's all to waste. I think the afterlife, it helps humans exist forever instead of just in a finite period of time, which is very disappointing. Would be disappointing to a lot, I think, if they found that Absolutely. out. That if, let's say, the afterlife was disproven, I think people would actually change how they're 
acting right now oh, a lot of absolutely. people's minds would change well also i think you would change people would change, would change how they view certain human activities like suicide i think they would also it would change yeah it would definitely change you know it would change people's actions their and, whole yeah, lifestyles would change for sure. <laughs> people for sure. might say oh man if this is the only life and that's it i better do the best i can but then some mm. people might even just say hey it doesn't even matter right because yeah. i'm gone after this so see people could take it either way depending they can go Very on both sure. sides of the extreme you are now listening to woken free woken free woken free woken free woken free a podcast about being real and honest now do you now why do you think people exist like kind of oppose the existence of an afterlife or did, yeah yeah i did find this one article on techly by this particular scientist who claims to actually prove there is no afterlife through mm -hmm. i guess like science th <laughs> yeah through science like through theory so it, it kind of counters what you're you found some information from that other professor or scientist Lindley, who said yeah. mm -hmm. but everybody's saying that they have like proofs that they of can course, use science and stuff and but it's there's no like real journals written on this or like that other scientists have gone over to agree upon. But I found my own little tidbit here from Dr. Sean Carroll. Mm -hmm. And what he believes is that the laws of physics underlying everyday life are completely understood. He points to the quantum field theory or QFT. And basically QFT dictates that there is one field in the universe for each type of particle. One for all the photons, another for electrons, and one for every other type of particle. What he says, though, is that if there was some sort of afterlife, quantum tests would reveal spirit particles and spirit forces. According to Dr. Carroll, quantum tests have never been able to reveal these particles and forces. So that's how I, he, he, he theoretically says that an afterlife can't exist, because where are these spirit particles and spirit forces? That's That, that was me, one thing I found out. I know it's, it's not, right? If so, I think what so I, I would say, you know, as a person who does believe in faith and who does believe in God, uh, and we've talked about, you know, how I view God and, and my faith, but ultimately, if something was meant to be discoverable, it would be discoverable. Just because we can't discover it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I think that's a very presumptuous and, statement to make. <laughs> and I have something that goes the, the biggest problem with his thing is he can't say that. For one, he can't say that the spirit particles and spirit forces don't exist because remember, it took us time to even discover the modern Those day particles, particles yeah. and the modern day how forces. Do, how would we be and able we, to, to, to so, test for them? I mean, well, that, do we have tools for them? That's that. an, that's an issue. But all I'm pointing to is that over time we may find something else. Yeah, it's kind of like it's too, in the like, shutdown of a argument. even in the Large Hadron Collider, they're performing experiments mm. to find elementary particles. So. I mean, that we could find more things during the experiment. So he say, because yeah. he can't just say, oh, because we over, don't see it, so over thousands exist. of years, yeah. humans haven't found it. Well, that's not that long. We haven't, what would happen, we haven't even looked for it. What would happen in 10,000 uh, more yeah. years? Well, we, I don't know if we haven't looked for it. You how do we have that. a test for it? Have, how could we Not that we haven't looked for it, though. For, yes, but okay, just so maybe you, people try to discover it. But how do you have a spirit force detector? Like, what What would that but be how do you have of, a, like... But it's but it's but it's almost how did you de detect nuclear forces? There was things there's experiments guess, you do yeah. to eventually figure it out. 
But the thing is, it doesn't just come out of the air. You gotta like yeah. it's something you gotta think critically about, and you have to test over there time might be and time again. A specific again. point in time between the the fabric of life and death, where that those forces are released. Yeah, and it could be a short time period. That's during that time period. Then maybe it, they dissipate or go into the ether or whatever, mm-hmm. and then that's the end. Well, yeah, there are things that there are <laughs> particles that disappear, and they we're not sure what yeah, happens to so them. So it doesn't mean that they don't. <laughs> it could exist. be a virtual particle. Just, we're not sure. Capture that at that specific. And we, moment, yeah, we so. it may have existed, but we weren't able to detect it, and it may have been so quick that yeah. our instruments weren't fast enough. Because there's a limit to our measurement, our measurements. So uh, that could be the issue. Maybe our measurement limitation limits us from like said, detecting the spirit particles. I so. would love to see a spirit it's force not, detector. Like, what is that instrument made of? <laughs> I just, I, to me, that just sounds very fringe science right now. That sounds. But awesome. you should. I mean, you quantum. Yeah, quantum physics is a very fringe signs as well because there's weird things that go on there for sure like i told you i said it before einstein called it spooky science so just think of that the particles do things that matter is not supposed to do (laughs) so interesting that's quantum physics is spooky but i i don't know i don't really agree with his his theory here because it doesn't seem to add up just to say we haven't seen it so it doesn't exist yet well it's kind of like (laughs) yeah the earth was uh flat Mm. until it was discovered that it was round yeah it's like like that one that's not a really good theory that's why that's why i don't think there's much more on this i mean i i I had to dig deep and find this one i didn't see much else on that Woken Free Nation, we invite you to share your thoughts. If you have experience with this, if you have had a near-death experience and you feel like you have proof or you have thoughts on this, please put it in the comments. We want to know what are your thoughts? What do you think about the afterlife? Okay, so to add to the conversation, I found a really interesting article on Indie 100 uh, where this uh, science editor, Sarah Knapton. Uh, she quotes Hawking, uh, Stephen Hawking, as we all know and loved. Uh, he yeah. <laughs> had some very interesting, yeah, very interesting thoughts on an afterlife. He essentially said the following: "We are each free to believe what we want, and it's my view that the simplest explanation is that there is no God." Woo! That's fine. That's one. That doesn't uh, deal with the afterlife. Two. Though. No one created the universe, and no one directs our fate. This leads me to a profound realization: there is probably no heaven and afterlife either. I think belief in the afterlife is just wishful thinking. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, "It flies in the face of everything we know in science. I think that when we die, we return to dust." But there is a sense we live on in our influence and in the genes we pass to our children. So obviously he was very glib about the notion of an afterlife as everyone's, as he started, right? Everyone's entitled to believe what they want. And I think yeah. that to be woken free is you have to understand that ten, uh, that uh, tenant of life, that freedom of thought is a beautiful thing. Just because you agree or disagree, that's a different conversation. But... Uh, I think even in his de- defense of saying, no, there probably isn't, it's like, I, again, there's no, de- it's question mark. Is there an afterlife? Is there an afterlife question mark? Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately mean... we're at, we're still at, we circle around the conversation, but question mark, it's question not mark, even, question mark. It's not even <laughs> like there's, there's like 10 things that he names that says, no, it's just this like, is why an afterlife can't exist. Like, he's just it's like, not, no, it just can't. And it's like, that's not. He's just saying it most likely <laughs> does. He's saying since these and these most likely yeah, don't it's, exist, it's then like this most likely doesn't. He made, but, but the problem is, not, 
even the basis, he's, he's basing it off of things that probably don't exist, and it hasn't been proven that yeah. they don't. So then you don't have if a you're stance. You're working off a of maybe. You don't have maybe a scientific stance there. Yeah, There's not a true scientific stance. You can come there. to a clear conclusion, but respectfully, again, he was a genius, and and oh, respect yeah. <laughs> respect his perspective. But again, woken for nation. What do you think? Is there an afterlife? Why do you think there's an afterlife, and I mean, the one, why is it important to you if there is one, and yeah, if there isn't one? The one thing I would say, though, his 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 argument was logical. It just wasn't. There wasn't a lot of support behind no it. Su- I just want, but it, it, but yeah. it was, but you can't say it was illogical. You can't say that, but you can't say it's that just not based on it was anything, like, though. yeah, <laughs> it's it's an opinion though. That's all. It's it a deductive was. opinion, yeah. Now, how does the existence of an afterlife affect our current day lives? So if that was proven. I guess. Uh, I guess for where it stands currently is this question mark. Or if you are of a faith-based uh, person, then your faith dictates the the answer to what that is, right? So for Christians, uh, typically, for most Christians, at least I've interacted with, their answer would be affirmatively yes. Uh, I, I don't know what the answer is across the board for like Jewish and Buddhist and Hindu. I believe the Muslim believe in the afterlife. Uh, you know, but you know, so every faith is going to have their own different differentiation. I think, I think, I don't know if, I don't think it's a major effect on our current day lives because I think if you, if you think about afterlife and then depending upon what your faith dictates, at least from a faith perspective, you know, being there's a good place and a bad place. If your faith has that type of order to afterlife, then I be, I feel like we would have less murder and rape and, yeah. and carnage yeah, in our society. Uh, I mean, on, so I know. don't actually think it has much of a an effect on our current day living. Because if, if you are, a, a, say, of a Christian background, which is the one I'm most comfortable and associated with, then yeah, you wouldn't be like raping your children or burning your children or putting them in cages or bombing people. But remember, like, and you know and what then they do? all still be Christian. Like Yeah, because they have they have fixes <laughs> for that. You know, they donate well, you, to their local church. Yes, and you say sorry they repent. Right before you die. <laughs> like but, they like I have a all forgiving deity. But I guess so. they just don't take it that seriously, I guess. There's no, yeah, I, just, yeah, I, don't, I don't, think don't think it's in the forefront of the mind. Hold of yeah, their minds. Because I just yeah. think it, our world would be a little bit less violent i think if but. people actually said oh man like if you had like a punch card or something and yes. every time you did something it get punched and it's like oh this your afterlife's going down man <laughs> your afterlife's looking worse and worse yeah. then i think people might say oh it's actually real and they can feel it and they're gonna actually make certain changes in their life but it's not like that it's like yeah. potentially there's this afterlife where potentially good or bad things can happen to you so potentially you need to live this life a certain way to have an effect on your afterlife too many potentials there. Yeah. So people just say, eh, they don't really think about it. They're like, I believe in it, but I'm not going to let it affect my everyday life. I'm going to do Dude's what I want. Live, yeah. <laughs> That's a, like, I'm going to do what I want. That's but how they act. But it's interesting. So do you remember the scene from, uh, what's it? Uh, they don't care. Oh, uh, what's, oh gosh. Uh, Keanu Reeves was in it. I love that movie uh, The where he's fighting demons. Not Constantine. Constantine, right? So remember the scene where he is, he has to save Isabel, I believe. Remember, one of them, her twin, kills herself. Yeah. And then the other one has to solve the, the mystery as to why she why kills she herself. Did, yeah. And then it's revealed that because Constantine killed him, like, attempted suicide when he was 15 or something like that, that his 
destination was, was going to be hell, yeah, no yeah. matter what. But he was still trying to fight demons that were trying to come up here on Earth. And then Satan himself rises and helps him. And, and like, so I think he, like, rejuvenates either his kidneys or lungs or something. And Constantine is like, we'll see if you still come here. It was just, I don't know. I feel like that scene was just very interesting about the idea of, like, even if you know you're damned, how would you still live, right? Even though I don't, I don't believe that. Oh, you're that, saying even if you I know don't... that, would you still do good things, kind of thing, yeah. or would you just be like, eh, I'm done anyway? Because I think that phrase, I think people struggling with suicide should not be fearful of, you know, going to the bad place. I think that's a really rough uh, and inaccurate and wrong thing to tell someone because if they're you know it's just like i don't know how many hits can you get on someone right like they're really struggling to live a life and then they do try to kill themselves or they succeed and now they have to worry about this bad play i don't know that just seems like a really rough conversation but yeah i mean it's a lot of madness there yeah i don't i don't think people are Really I don't think so. Yeah, I think people Not go anymore. on and they have a cigarette maybe, and they drink and they do drugs. They maybe they don't care. <laughs> maybe the days before the internet, maybe people might have dealt with this more. But I think maybe, as we yeah, go on and on, it's kind of like it's, it's going right into care. the back of our heads. It's not even a big deal anymore now. People it would be so. It's it's funny making to say an issue that. Out it'd be of funny it. to like go back in time and interview people from like yeah like. 3000 BC or something like to find <laughs> out like what people how different are we from. The beginning of time because i sadly don't think we're that far yeah go off. back to 200 ad yeah know, i maybe. don't i think we're pretty much the same we just don't wear like togas but i think it's the same attitude the same carnage the same hatred for others the same mind control the same mm. mind share that it's just i don't maybe. know it's the same story just different colors and different tech that's what i think wow that's one way to look at it yes it is here we go yo here we go yo so what, so what, so what's the scenario? It's scenario time. Scenario one. Dastani was in a coma for three months. She miraculously awoke and was able to describe the people who visited her during her coma. Is this out-of-body experience part of the afterlife? Or could there be some other sort of explanation for this phenomenon? That's interesting. I think that actually does happen in real life where people have claimed that they've been in a coma. They've been, I think I saw that on Facebook, shout out to Facebook, uh, where there was something about this girl was in a coma for seven years and that she actually said she couldn't talk or move, but she could hear everything that was being said in her hospital room. Uh, and it was quite disturbing actually to like be in that type of a state and not be able to communicate. Uh, I, I don't know if it's an outer out-of-body experience. I I mean, to me, how I have conceptualized afterlife, I would say you'd have to be in another... Tra it's a transitional living, It's so you're not alive. So the fact that she was in a coma doesn't mean she wasn't... She was still alive. She wasn't dead and in another life. She was just in a sedated human state kind of thing. So I guess maybe it's the out-of-body experience, not afterlife is how I would describe it. But how would you... Yeah, I would say this, this definitely isn't the afterlife because when you're in a coma, there is still brain activity, so you're not dead. Yeah, so that's that's how I would describe the situation. And you said she wasn't, and yeah, you did. Yeah, say I didn't say she there was, was brain, brain dead, dead or anything. Yeah. yeah, so she was just in a coma. This thing that you, like, I mean, you didn't talk about how she was able to describe the people who visit her though. What? How did she have that ability? Maybe she's an empath. Her eyes didn't open. Maybe she's an empath. Maybe she. Uh... Right, now you're talking about some other spooky magic. Yeah, spooky magic amazing yeah. <laughs> amazing definitely uh empath guys being people who can 
have these kind of they can sense how they other sense people, emotions yeah they feelings, sense feelings they sense uh uh they're just yeah like kind of like seers with their emotions or something that's interesting we might talk about that that's an interesting topic uh i don't know she maybe she's just cool that way <laughs> we'll go with that then <laughs> she's just cool that way gangster for life scenario two amber and stephanie were in a terrible roller coaster accident where they were thrown from the car Luckily, they both survived, but they only came to consciousness at the hospital. They explained the common NDE that people go through when they think they are about to die, including seeing a bright light. Do you think they really saw the afterlife, or was this just the brain misfiring? NDE being near-death experience, I'm yes. assuming. Okay. So, hmm. It's interesting that you have two people in the scenario because you're saying they both yeah. saw light. Huh. Hmm, that makes it tricky. Most likely, given that it's two people, it was a near-death experience, most likely it wasn't the afterlife. And I don't know if I would call it brain misfiring. That sounds a little condescending. Uh, But maybe it's it's something happening with their eyes and brain functionality, which made them believe or hallucinate that they were seeing this tunnel vision, but really it was just a, a physiological occurrence that was taking pre- place in their brain. Yeah, I don't think it was uh, the afterlife. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't think you saw that. That 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 common thing of seeing a bright light, it does have its scientific explanation. So It does. It's it not, does. <laughs> this is not, not just Not to say miraculous. that that's the only explanation, but... Probably the most common, or the but most too bad. It, I mean, now. yeah, too bad that explanation even exists, and it's <sighs> actually. I mean, it actually makes sense too. It's not just based off of nothing. It they actually point to what part of the brain attributes to that factor of seeing the bright light. So, true. True if, if if they didn't have all that, then maybe I would say it's still open. But no, I I think the bright light thing is explained, and there's a reason why people who have the near death experiences always see that flashing light or whatever that light at the end of yep, the tunnel absolutely there's a reason for that guys scenario three Kristen conducted an experiment where she put 10 people in a comatose like state using drugs for half an hour upon awakening she asked them what they remembered after they were after they were under the drugs most of them had descriptions relating to a pulsating light and hearing a soothing voice calling out to them does this prove an afterlife must exist no those were just hella cool drugs guys <laughs> <laughs> That let you hear voices, though? Word. Now you're hearing voices. They were on that Brown Betty <laughs> nonsense right there. Wow. No, no. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Unless they're prescribed and necessary, guys. <laughs> but please speak with your physicians. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, this is a fun one. Uh, especially since it's inspired by some of the content we're watching right now. So I love that, Kalo. Shout out to Black Lightning. Uh, <laughs> Oh, is that where you got? Oh, okay. and also that other movie. That's the, where you got inspired from. The ten people and in a comatose, like the pod people. In... I actually, I I was just reading that online somewhere. Oh, okay. On this okay. weird, it was this weird website where it was like 
At first, I read the article, and I'm like, all right, this doesn't make sense. Then I look at the top, and it was like, where facts don't matter was their tagline. And I said, oh, okay, that's nice. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know if the article was a joke. So it's just then. Okay, gotcha. But that's where I was inspired from. But yeah, that's funny. It actually is similar to what we've been watching. I was even thinking like that. (laughs) Uh, So again, right? So I think scientifically, is that proof of an afterlife? No. Uh, Is it plausible? Anything is possible, but do I personally, based on the facts stated in this scenario, do I believe it's an afterlife? No, I believe it's the uh, hallucination of people in some type of drug-induced state. And for all we know, because there are always more questions that could be asked for a scenario, we don't know if people were talking during this experimentation. We don't know <laughs> Somebody if there was, calling out to yeah, them. Yeah, if there was <laughs> sweet music being played, if there was, you know, so we don't They were fading know. the lights in and out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Their phone uh, alarm could have been going off. So it's, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's indicative of an afterlife. I think more so it would be an indicative if someone died, if they all died or something, and then maybe woke up and saw themselves and they were floating above something like that kind of scenario but uh from this no i don't think it's afterlife what do you think yeah i don't think it's afterlife i mean (laughs) though the thing i think i don't know if you agree with it but what i would think is let's say there was an afterlife I don't think people were visiting it for a couple seconds. I think you're just going there, whatever it is. So meaning if if you're not truly dead, you're not going to experience the afterlife. There's no kind of like, oh, I was dead for uh, two hours. I got to experience. It's more like if you die for two hours, you're just sitting there waiting. It's like, nope, the afterlife is looking at you like you're not coming in here. I'm not going to let you get any experience of this and go back to the real world with that. The afterlife is going to be have its doors shut. And say you're not oh, ready you, for this. You so don't get it. So it's a one-time entry. Yeah, I feel like once you go to afterlife, okay. that's it. It's not like you peek your head and like, oh, that's what it's about. Now I can take this back to the real world and report on it. I think that's just that well, to no me is baloney. Them anyway, yeah. So it doesn't matter if they could but, report on it. But to it me, or it's not. baloney though. That, that's baloney. Uh, baloney I, again, I would but say, I, I know you're probably open me, to people I, I'm visiting. Open, <laughs> I'm open to the idea of it being a, a, a two-way door. <laughs> like you could come and go. I don't necessarily know if they would want people to keep coming and going like that, but I do think that there's no definitive rule to me that would say you can't because it's the same reason why people can die for a short period. You know why? So why if, if death was supposed to be final and ultimate, then why do people die and come back? So obviously there's some gray area there. So why wouldn't there be gray area with Here's the, the problem, afterlife? Because the afterlife has to be like a black hole. Once you go beyond the event horizon, you get sucked into the middle. But we don't know enough about black holes to say definitively what they are and what they do and it, the only solution or the only events that occur with a black hole. So I think that there's just more again question marks no question one's speaking their head into question. black holes i'll tell you that you <laughs> your, don't, head's you don't know your whole that, body's though. gone you don't know what happens like. yeah but that's no my if i was to suffice if an afterlife did exist you're not just peeking in there that that i mean it's just like making or, it too good to be true or, it's like we're, we're it really like afterlife as sugarcoating as what we think it, of it is or like <laughs> in like how catholics view purgatory is there an yeah, in-between and that's something space, else i want that right where there's an m like in harry potter like that's called your in your head <laughs> yeah exactly. and it could be a consciousness leaving your mind yeah. and so it's it's just not fully clear but i could again see arguments for both sides completely absolutely <laughs> question marks. i know you can i know you can we are at that time again it is coming to the end of our 86th episode of woke, woke and free. free really Khalil. shout out to 86 yeah good job 
this was quite the episode talking about whether there is an afterlife. And we truly hope you were not only riveted, educated, inspired, but also truly motivated to share your comments, share your near-death experiences, and just share your thoughts on the subject. It is quite a, <laughs> a, a mind-wracking concept and subject, so we can't wait to hear and see all the things that you have to say about it, Woken Free Nation. So please share, share, share your comments at the end of the episode on at WokenFree.com. And will I leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be discussing how to change a narrative. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along the conversation. Make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show, submit a topic for an upcoming episode or share how you feel on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. We're very active on social media, so you can always easily hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Woken Free. And then if you are interested in sponsoring an upcoming episode or talking about sponsorship deals, feel free to contact us at our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.